Hello, everybody. My name is Nicole Kaplan, and I'm the host of this podcast, Life's a Mom. I hope everybody's having a great week so far. My week has been great so far. I'm literally counting the days till the holidays, so I'm sure everybody is to get a little break from life, right? Anyways, on today's episode, I want to introduce a mom friend of mine. Her name is Tiffany, and she is a hair and skin consultant. Now, I don't know about you guys. I love doing my hair, my skincare, my makeup, so I am super excited to introduce her. So let's all give a big hello to Tiffany. Hey, Tiffany. How are you doing? Thank you for coming on this podcast today. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks for having me. How are you doing? Good, good. So I'm so excited to dive into this topic and it's all about hair and skin care. I know you're a hair and skin consultant. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So I love helping people with their hair and skin. It's it's not everything, but it makes a difference of how we feel, our confidence. If there's an undercurrent of stress about, you know, our hair being frizzy or, you know, our skin not looking good. So it's been wonderful to be able to help people for going on six years now. I partnered with, um, yeah. Uh, so it's, it's unexpected too. I did not, (laughs) I'm a classical singer. I went to school for vocal arts and opera and I have a toddler and I do a lot of different things, but this has been an unexpected, uh, fun opportunity for um a business that's so awesome wow classical singer to skin and hair consultant do you still sing yes i still do wow that's awesome so that's that's great to know if we ever need you for an event i know who to call i'm ready i'm always ready to sing (laughs) oh my god so i have to ask you because you know obviously you're a skin and hair consultant Mm -hmm. what would you say if you have to choose is the most important skincare product if you only had to pick one yes that's tough but I mean I don't want to only pick one uh, definitely, <laughs> definitely sunscreen and that's something that we need to be wearing every day to protect our skin our skin tells no lies right if we don't get sleep if we're not hydrated if we're not taking care of our skin it it shows and the the damage from the sun from UV rays is is extreme and even on cloudy days or through car windows. So putting that on every day, finding one that you like so that you'll use it (laughs) is key. Right. But yes, it protects against the sun, but does it also protect against aging? Yes. Wow. That's great. I mean, (laughs) it's worth it in the end. Mm -hmm. So, and another skincare product, I mean, I use this every day. I don't really have underbags, but is eye cream really necessary? Because I hear different sides. Some people say, no, you don't need eye cream. Just use the same face cream. It's all the same thing. Is that really true? No, I, I definitely wow. eye cream morning and night. Your, the skin under your eyes is so delicate. It's so thin. And, you know, that's why we use our ring fingers to pat on makeup or, you know, eye cream before that. But it needs more nourishment. It needs a different kind of moisturizer than the rest of your face. Uh, I definitely recommend that. And it helps with wrinkles, fine lines, puffiness. If you get a great eye cream, which absorbs well, and it also includes caffeine that can help like suck in bags and help de-puff your eyes. Caffeine. So something which has caffeine or like squalene is awesome. I heard of squalene. That, that's really good. I heard. So good. 
Yeah, what does that really do for your skin, squalene again? Uh, yeah, it helps with the fine lines and depuffing and um, yeah, overall under eye. Wow, so okay, I need to get myself more eye cream. <laughs> Definitely have to use that. Now, as you mentioned, you're a mom of a toddler. Yes. Um, I'm sure life is very different when before you became a mom. So, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe it changes as you have a toddler. I mean, my, my baby's seven months old, but mm-hmm. I used to have like a, literally seven, eight step skin scare that I that I like to used to do. And mm-hmm. I mean, just I still want to get to do it, but it's just not as easy. So, I mean, you're a mom of a toddler. So what do you recommend for a mom, a new mom even that can't really have time to do that skincare routine. I know you mentioned skincare, um, sorry, sunscreen is yeah. the most important part of skincare. But like, what about moms that just want to take a second for themselves and feel like good about doing their skin? Like, and they don't have time for a seven step skincare routine. Sure. Um, first of all, I would say, give yourself grace. Like you're doing amazing. You're taking care of a tiny yes. human being who needs you for everything. So there, there were so many days I did like, did not wash my face all day or, you know, like got to it much later than I would have liked to. Um, but if you can carve out that time, um, like five minutes to wash your face, put on moisturizer, like that's the bare minimum I recommend. Like you feel so much better. My skin is always feels fresher and cleaner. I feel better. I have more energy. Um, if you can throw on that eye cream and I like, I like to do, I have a super quick makeup routine that I like too. And that I help, I feel like helps keep dirt out and, um, helps protect and keep my hand, my, my skin hydrated. So that, that the bare minimum and also double cleanse because the first wash is going to lift up oils and dirt, any bacteria, Um, and then the second wash is what is actually going to cleanse your skin. So double wash, double cleanse your face. Maybe this is news for some people, but right. so I know what double cleanse is, but do you mind um, telling everybody else who's listening? What is double cleansing? Like, what does it consist of? Uh, just washing your face twice. And in the morning I've, I tried doing it just once because I'm not wearing makeup from the day or, you know, I haven't been running around as much. But at nighttime, definitely you want to just use like your regular cleanser. And then my second wash, I'll either use the same cleanser again, or I'll use a scrub to exfoliate. Oh, okay. So I do something different. I don't know if you're familiar, but I'll use like a balm and like melt like the sunscreen or the makeup that I wear. And then I kind of wipe that off with a towel. And then I use. um... Yes. That's a great way to double cleanse as well. I love, I love. Okay. Oh, so there's different ways of double cleansing. Yeah, I have a a great makeup balm too. And sometimes I, I use that as the first cleanse. So that absolutely works as well. What makeup balm do you use? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, I use a vanishing makeup balm by Monate. Oh, and it's like super gentle. It's bananas because it takes off like dancers makeup or like, football players that wear, you know, the dark marks under their eyes, yeah. like it takes it off super gently. So uh, my clients who are dance moms or parents or have football sports players, they, they love it and they stock up on it. So find something gentle that is, you know, like you don't, like you want to be gentle on your skin. You don't need to. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, you have to be gentle with your skin. It's, uh, you don't want to, you know, I mean, I'm very worried about wrinkles already. I'm only 30, but I just want to make sure, you know, I'm doing the right thing. So that, yeah. that's a good, good, good yeah, advice. 
My, my daughter is like, why do you have cracks in your forehead? <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's oh my God. kids, they don't hold back on anything, man. They don't. That is hysterical. Oh my gosh. So you mentioned you do wash your face morning. So it's necessary to wash in the morning and obviously at night. Yeah. And, and some people, you know, for me, that's a personal preference. I I think definitely washing morning and night is helpful for me. I've noticed a difference. Um, Hmm. And so people can try it out if, you know, if, if people have different skin. So some people like they get up and they go and they're fine. But if I don't cleanse my face, and like I've done this to try and save time. I just put makeup on without washing my face. It was not good. <laughs> it yeah. was like, it did not feel good. It didn't look good. I was like, this was a mistake. <laughs> you live and you learn. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's okay. So morning. and yeah. I definitely wash my face in the morning. I just, cause my skin's so oily. I, I just can't go a day without sure. washing it. Sure. Yeah. You don't, you, and you don't want to. No, definitely. So when should someone really start using anti-aging skincare products? I would say 20s. 20s? Yeah, mid-20s. Interesting. See, I didn't know that. I thought like around 30, but that's in your 20s. Definitely my 30. (laughs) Yeah, no, for sure. But I wish I knew about skincare today, like how I know about it today, like I knew in my 20s. And I'm sure I would have probably used, I would have been more gentle with my skin then. Yes, I would have used more, I would have exfoliated more often, which would have helped me with breakouts and acne. And I would have used sunscreen more often. Definitely. I mean, yeah. Don't you wish you can just turn back time and just... Sometimes. Oh, man. So I heard a mom actually say the other day I was talking to her and she was saying that she used oil instead of a moisturizer. So would Uh you say an oil is a replacement for a moisturizer? It is not. They are different. It's hydration versus moisture. So hydration, like our skin is dry, it needs hydrating, it needs water. And then um, the moisture, the oil is what helps lock in that hydration. So you actually need both. So you want to hydrate your skin, um, which is why like it's great to like put on a lotion and then like an oil after to help lock, like after a shower, like there's some like after shower oils, which are wonderful. Hmm. Um, or like if you get sunburned, you definitely want to hydrate and an oil can be helpful as well. So do you use an oil every single day? Uh, I've gone through phases where I use it every day, uh, when I remember, (laughs) (laughs) um, but I, I use it often. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I I need to be better about using oil then. Cause the thing is, I'm scared that I'll break out since my skin is so oily. Hmm. Have, have you, I mean, you got to try and see what works well for your skin. Right. And right. There is, Everybody has different balance. Skin. Yeah. You'll, you'll know what balance that your skin needs for. If you, if you don't do any oil, then your skin will dry out. So then you'll be like dry and oily. Right. And oh, what a mess. So what a mess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, by the way, I use vitamin C and I think that pairs well with sunscreen. Um, I need to be better about my sunscreen use, I have to admit. But for some reason, I don't give up on my vitamin C. But is that even necessary? I feel like you can just skip that. Oh, I love vitamin C. It is one of the best things you can nourish your face with. You can nourish your skin. So what so is vitamin I- C, though? Like, what does it do for your skin? It helps your skin look refreshed, brighter, more radiant. Um it can target dull, lackluster complexion or uneven skin tone and dark spots. 
and the appearance of fine lines and wrinkles, loss of firmness and texture. So if you want to reduce the appearance of photo damaged skin caused by UV rays or skin that looks and feels firmer and tighter, that looks refreshed, like I said, brighter, then um, vitamin C is a great way to, a great thing to add to your routine. And I apply mine in the morning um, before I put on my moisturizer. Now, there are so many different vitamin C's out there. I mean, what kind do you use? Uh, well, I use the C Radiance Illuminating Serum. And uh, yeah, I use it after I cleanse and use my um, vital revitalizing essence water, which helps prep the skin and help all the following products absorb better. And then it goes on really smooth. It doesn't pill, which is rare. It has um, a cockadoo plum complex, which has, uh, how, how much is it? Like a hundred times more vitamin C than an orange. Wow. From Australia. It's a, it's a multitasking superfruit. So it has potent antioxidants, natural source of vitamin C. So those are really great things which can be in a vitamin C serum. Um, again, antioxidants, ferulic acid, licorice root extract, um, vitamin B3, and hyaluronic acid, which is a moisture magnet, <laughs> which we could, talk, we could talk about that too. Yeah, yeah. Man, there's so much about skincare. It's, but don't get overwhelmed. Like, again, like double cleanse and like moisturize sunscreen, like baseline. And then, you, you know, people can add in from there some vitamin C uh, in the morning, some Bacuchiol, um, retinol, vegan, vegan retinol alternative is what um, that is at night. So there is there is a lot out there. But I found when I actually just wash my face like that's the biggest hurdle to get over and <laughs> yeah, once you get there I'm like oh this took five minutes or less <laughs> does it get easier though like as your baby gets like now you have a toddler so you know she's yes. still your baby I'm sure but does it get yes. easier to have time for yourself as they get older uh yes yes and no um there there are more things they can do themselves and then there are other like I still need to you know, help my daughter get dressed and, you know, stand over her to do things. But she, um, like she get like, she usually wakes up happy and like, I get her going with getting changed and breakfast. And then, you know, sometimes then I can run over and wash my face or I do it after I take her to school. Right. Yeah. See, so my son isn't in school, so it's, it's kind of yeah. hard. But... Yeah. If they're, if someone else is helping watch them or they're in a daycare or school, like, Yes, it's easier. Someone said to me, she had her kids are older in middle school. And like she said, to, I felt so validated. She was like, young kids is, is really hard. I was like, oh my gosh, thank you. It is because you're doing everything for them. And yeah. um, it's, you know, there's, they're not at school for a chunk of the day, whether you're running around your own home or working somewhere else. Like it's, it is different. And other things are more challenging, <laughs> um, like toddler tantrums and, you know, oh boy. the preteens and teenagers, like every season has its challenges, but it, it does get easier, I would say. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Every age definitely has their challenge. I feel like I still go through challenges and I'm 30. Yeah. So we're, oh, yeah, it doesn't end, but we get stronger <laughs> with them. And so then we're better able to handle the things. 
Right. No, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, Tiffany, is the, do you have a website that I can link to this podcast? If anybody's interested, they can go and look at some of the products you have that they could get. Yeah, I do. Awesome. So whoever's listening um, in the bio of the podcast, I'm going to link Tiffany's website so you can take a look at that. So you can kind of see what you can get for yourself. But um, so is there any difference between organic skincare and those that are not? Because I know there's some that are organic and some that are not. I have not delved into as much as organic. I've more just looked for naturally based or plant based skincare because that's what's going to absorb more easily and I know like it doesn't have weird or gross stuff in it and that's what I've always found to work best for me and there are so many like like there are certain requirements you have to hit to be certified in being organic and some places are you know like they're really close or they don't use pesticides but they're not like technically organic but they're still you know, plant-based or very healthier. So it, it depends on the product. And so I would, you know, do your research, look at the ingredients. Um, there are different apps where you can look up different products to see how clean they are. Wow. That's, that's awesome that they have websites like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so how can you know, like what, what your skin type is? Like when you want to buy a product, like how do you know what to buy? Because there's some for oily, some for oily in combination, some for dry. Like how, how, how do you know? Yes. So the it's your skin type is based on the amount of sebum or oil that your skin produces. So and it can change over time, influenced by factors like stress, genetics, hormones, humidity and the natural aging aging process. So. You can, you know, see how oily you are. If you're, if you have a lot of sebum that causes the skin to appear shiny and feel greasy, especially throughout the T-zone, that's your forehead, nose, and chin. Um, People with oily skin may tend to have less wrinkles, but they might be more prone to enlarged pores, acne blemishes, blackheads, and whiteheads. Um, You're losing either way. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's tough. Like... Um, dry skin it generally produces less natural oils than the other types of skin of course so it may cause it to appear dull um, become rough and flaky or even scaly it often feels less tight less elastic noticeably dehydrated and might be more prone to showing more visible fine lines so um so for that you should have a gentle soothing hydrating ingredients um, maintain the skin's moisture barrier for oily, oily skin, a nice gentle foaming cleanser is great for effectively removing dirt, oil, and other impurities. And then you could use an oil-free moisturizer when I'm like having an oily phase, (laughs) uh, (laughs) I'll I'll switch to an oil-free moisturizer and our, and we have to pay attention to what our skin is doing, you know, with the change of seasons, our skin doesn't need the same thing all year long. Like I definitely use, um, a heavier cream in the winter when it's drier overnight. Oh, seriously? You have to switch up. Yeah. I, I use my overnight cream morning and night in the winter time. Wow. Well, winter's here. So it is upon us. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So you switch by seasons. Yeah. Pay attention to what your skin needs and make adjustments. And that's okay, usually so, when I'm due for a refill anyhow. 
So yeah, it's not on the switch. Do you use how much product do you use at a time? I know everybody's different, but you specifically, do you put like a, a penny size of like, do you, how does that work? Like, how do you know how much to yeah. put on? Uh, it I mean, it depends how concentrated your product is. If it's super concentrated, then it's going to be like a pea size amount. I, um, since I've switched to the products I have, which are vegan, anti-aging, plant-based, um, leaping bunny certified, they, they're super concentrated. And so I just need the tiniest amount and try not to overdo it. And I just, you know, I spread it on my neck. You want to put it on your neck on your over your collarbone your decolletage like anything you do to your face you also want to do to your neck and down wow i did not know that okay so you got to put it throughout your whole upper you know like your chest even of course because like we've seen this like sun damage on people like the age age shows on your neck and on your um decolletage so surprise tip (laughs) (laughs) oh my god so did I have to ask because I know I don't know when I was pregnant like there were so many do's and don'ts for skincare so I was like I was like screw I'm just doing moisturizer and sunscreen and you have to use like um not there was different types of sunscreens you could use chemical versus it was like Mm -hmm. it was a lot so what did your skincare look like during pregnancy for anybody who's pregnant and is listening sure I did pretty much all the same things because my products are vegan. So I have a, the, I mentioned the vegan retinol alternative is our Bacuchiol, botanical Bacuchiol that, so that's not giving me any of the same side effects that a traditional retinol gives, which can be flaky skin and sun sensitivity. Like, so that's, you don't want to be using traditional retinol during pregnancy um, or going in the sun after using it anytime. Um, so that I definitely hold back on chemical peels for your face. Our skin absorbs things in 26 seconds. It's wild. And wow. our, our facial skin ages six times faster than the skin on the rest of our body. And actually, of course, I, of course, of course, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but then also our scalp skin ages six times faster than our face. So 12 times faster than our body. So we also need to be thinking about, our scalp health, which ties into the hair care that I help with people, um, but using an exfoliant for your scalp as well and keeping like the balance of your pH and using. Wait, wait, wait. You, I'm sorry to interrupt. You exfoliate yeah. your scalp too? Yes. <laughs> About once wow. a week. Because like there's oil buildup, there's dead skin cells, like there's product buildup my dry shampoo, right? Because we all love our dry shampoo. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> get that out of there. And so that's going to help the follicles to breathe. It's going to help um, make room for healthy and new growth for like the best environment. And so I do that once a week. I have a, an apple cider vinegar scrub, which I use as my first shampoo, which I love. I mean, I, I, I've shopped for shampoo and conditioners and I've never seen exfoliators before. No, they're not common, but it's important. <laughs> oh my God. And you sell this? Yes. Okay. I, I, that's crazy it's that I, I didn't know any of this. Mm-hmm. It's so, good. It feels so clean and so good after it too. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it feels fresh and clean mm-hmm. and no yeah. residue, I'm sure. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So 
okay, I'm going to admit something. <laughs> there was a day when I ran out of shampoo. Yeah. And I ended up using my son's shampoo. Is that a bad thing? No, that's fine. Like, you needed to get by. I It was just, <laughs> I would say it's probably just like a very gentle, soothing shampoo, right? Yeah, but I, I, I just, I didn't feel like it cleansed my hair very well. And maybe because it's for babies, it's not supposed to be as harsh, but... I use a lot of products in my hair every single day, especially as a mom. I just slather on gel just easier. Yeah. And it's like, which leads me to my next question I wanted to ask you. Mm-hmm. How often should we be shampooing and using conditioner? Like, I can't, I'm very oily, but also I use products. So, like, is it bad to do it every day? Should people wait? You don't want to wash your hair every day because you're just going to keep stripping the natural oils on your scalp. You want to give it a couple days. Uh, if you do have, tend to be more oily on your scalp, then um, I would focus on scalp health and balancing the pH of your scalp with like a nourishing oil or the apple cider vinegar scrub or shampoo, but it shouldn't be every day. And it's also like, it can damage the hair follicles too if you're using really hot water and drying it out, um, which affects hair growth and health. So I would say, you know, if you can go a couple days, if you can I have a shampoo where it helps you extend your washes in between. I've definitely gone very long times between washing my hair. And that just means that I need to, you know, uh, work on my scalp extra, which brings me to the, to the point that as we double cleanse our faces, we should also double cleanse with shampoo in our hair because again, yes, I'm learning so much today. Okay. So the first one is going to lift up the oil and dead skin flakes and the product and get it out of there. And the second shampoo is actually going to wash your scalp. So you could use your sons and you'd probably need a second or third shampoo to help, though you'd probably, you know, need something stronger to help lift oil out of there. But does that include the include, I'm sorry, the exfoliation? It can. Yes. Yeah. So I always start with that. And then I'll follow up with a different shampoo. And sometimes I, I, I shampoo a total of three times if it's been a long time, if I use extra dry shampoo. But what you want to do is you want to, um, depending on the shampoo you use and how concentrated it is, if it has a lot of water in it, you're going to need more. But rub it in your palms until your palms are white. Soak your scalp and then massage the shampoo really well just into your scalp. And make I do it in sections. So to make sure I don't miss the very back of my head. And then you can let it sit a minute or two if you need to, depending again on your shampoo and then rinse it and then repeat. And that is going to really help get your scalp clean and in, in great health for um, scalp health and hair health. So when it comes to skincare, it's not good to exfoliate every single day from my understanding. Is that the same thing with hair? Like I shouldn't exfoliate every single day. Well, it depends on your skin and, but yeah, you don't need to exfoliate your scalp every single day. That's more of once or twice a week. If, or if you're like struggling with flakes and getting your, your scalp back on balance, then a couple times a week would be good. I've been trying out using a very gentle exfoliant on my face every night. And I think that's been helpful for me. So depends on the person you could try it, but at least uh, definitely exfoliate your face twice a week. I, and if, if I'm not doing it every night, if I'm like, have like extra dirt or like breakouts after 
traveling, uh, I make I make sure to do it Wednesdays and Sundays just because those are easier days for me to remember to because otherwise I'm not gonna remember to like <laughs> twice a week. But I'm like, okay, it's Wednesday and Sunday. Then when those days are here, I'm like, oh, it's ex you know exfoliating time and you know I love that. So you're not like so you're not like wait, did I exfoliate yesterday? Wait, do you just know those are the days? Yeah, or if I miss it, then I you know I do it the next night. Right. No, but I love that. Now, sorry. It helps. Yeah. Oh, I can imagine. I mm-hmm. think I'm going to start doing that. So when you're in the shower, you're, you know, doing this routine. I have very, very, very curly hair. That's so frizzy. I look like a lion if I brush it, you know, mm-hmm. I have a lion's mane, but I get um, a brush and I can only brush it when it's wet. Do you recommend for women to, br- or a man, whoever brush their hair when they're in the shower? Absolutely. After oh, shampoo, yeah, in the shower? Absolutely. Yeah. After shampoo, if you're, depends if you're doing like a mask, but conditioner, um, apply that mid shaft to the ends. Oh, by the way, shampoo is just in the scalp. Don't, don't worry about shampooing the rest of your hair because it'll rinse out through it. But the main thing is to shampoo your scalp. Conditioners through the rest of your hair. And that's when you want to take a detangling brush. I like the brand wet brush, which you can get pretty much anywhere from Target to Amazon um, okay. to your, like your local grocery store <laughs> sometimes has it, but brushing okay. at the ends with conditioner in it. Cause this is what's going to fully distribute the conditioner. Otherwise you're only getting like 30% of your conditioner. So start at the end, slowly work your way up and brush through your scalp. Let a little conditioner get on your scalp for a little bit of nourishment and hydration and rinse but yes brushing especially for people with curly hair with textured hair using a detangling brush um when it's wet and then you don't want to brush it at all right you want to you know once you rinse your shampoo or your conditioner and you're done in the shower you know gently scrunch it in a microfiber towel or an old t-shirt an old soft t-shirt is works great and um yeah you want to have that like let that moisture sit in there. Okay. I'm definitely going to do that now. So now, you know, we obviously don't want to waste our product. So how much shampoo and conditioner should someone use at a time? My products are super concentrated. So I use like a quarter size at a time. Wow. That's it. I mean, your hair is, is I mean, you're, it's a it's a filter, so. <laughs> but it's mostly just going on the scalp, but, but oh, that's right. shampoo lasts, for me, uh, four to six months. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Wait, and conditioner doesn't go on the scalp. Uh, if or if I'm it? using my my IR clinical growth conditioner, then I do put it on my scalp to help with the fuller, thicker looking hair. But for the most part, okay. you, can, you can go easy on your scalp with conditioner. I I like to after I put it in the rest of my hair, I like to put whatever's left on my scalp for my hands again for that bit of nourishment you know to help with um the hydration uh with the conditioner in the scalp is fine but don't overdo it okay not yeah not definitely not especially because i'm so oily for me at least yeah so many shampoo and conditioner companies they advertise for certain hair types so Mm -hmm. is that really all true or is it all just the same thing Oh, it's true. Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> I do. I do. Okay. <laughs> recommendations because someone with, you know, oily scalp 
needs something different from someone with a dry and flaky scalp or someone with textured hair needs something different than what I need for my straight, mostly straight thick hair, you know? So they're the, someone with textured or curly hair usually needs like a more hydration. Yeah. To help with frizz, you know, products to help with strength. Um, so I, I would definitely use different products for my thicker hair than someone with really fine hair. Okay. So there is a difference. You can't just buy any shampoo and hope for the best. Like you have to try to find something that's, it's kind of like skincare. You know, if you have combo to oily, you have to find what works for you. Yes, exactly. So that brings me to my next question. <laughs> so many questions. <laughs> the hair oil as people use on their face. I feel like hair oil has been so popular lately. Like in Sephora, there's like different types of hair oils and ev even in Target, everywhere I go. So is that actually like a necessary step? Do you even, do you use that? I do. It's the same oil wow. I use for my face. It has, it's like a blend of 13 plus essential oils. It has wow. rosemary in it, which helps. And it just helps nourish the scalp and the hair. So I, I put it as an oil treatment in my, on my scalp the night before I wash my hair. Um, sometimes I just wear it all day and in like a slicked back bun and no one knows <laughs> um, <laughs> my favorite mom hacks, right. Or just, you know, put on a baseball cap. And then, you know, I wash it out when I shampoo and I can also use it as a finishing product, like just a couple drops to help with flyaways, um, give it a little shine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love when my hair is like not too shiny where it's like, damn, she's got to wash her hair, but you know, <laughs> just a little shine. So mm -hmm. definitely that's a great oil. That sounds like, mm -hmm. um, I, I love that. So what are some hair tips you can give other moms out there? who don't have enough time to do, you know, so much with their hair because hair could take a lot of time. It can. Um, it depends on the hair type. Um, I mean, again, like give yourself grace and do take the time to wash your hair because it, it makes a difference. <laughs> we, you know, we feel different when we have good hair days. Um, so I try and help people have more good hair days than not. So, yeah. you know, you can have a basic routine, shampoo and conditioner, and then a leave-in conditioner. I like to put a leave-in conditioner on my ends every night. And I, I didn't think I needed it, but I, heard, I like heard this tip that it was good for your hair, it's good for your ends. And I tried it on just one side and it was so much better than the other side when I looked at it in the morning. I was like, okay, really? it really works. Leave-in conditioner can be really helpful for you know, adding nourishment and helping with shine and strengthening your hair. So any like front pieces, which are damaged and the ends, it's important to take care of our ends. So also split ends, I'm sure it helped with. Yeah, it'll help with avoid breakage and split ends, um, especially if you have a split end mender or like a damage control product. So speaking of damage control products, mm -hmm. are heat protectants, heat protectants, like, do they actually work? I, I, I just don't know what to believe anymore. Well, I can't speak to all heat protectants working, but you definitely need a heat protectant if you're using hot tools. And especially if you're using, well, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't, yeah. If you're, if you're using products which have silicones and parabens and like plastic things, which like are, it's like coating your hair in plastic. So that's not good. And it's going to suffocate your hair and your hair follicles. So there's that, but also 
So I use natural based products, which helps lift all of that stuff off and it gets your hair down to its natural state. Um, so it's like silk and you don't want to damage it with um, heat. So either way, whatever you're using, you want to use a heat protectant, uh, whether you're blow drying or using a hot tool. Like a curling. Yeah, like mm -hmm. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't have time really to use heat. I mean, listen, I have a baby nurse who comes, which is great, but on the day she's not here, I don't have time to do my hair. So I just do yeah, the no. half thing. <laughs> I just, yeah. Just easier. Yeah, for sure. That's, yeah. I have a good routine. So that like most days I just brush and go or like throw it up and don't do anything to it. And it's fine. Um, because well, I take, take care of it all the other days. Yeah. If I take more time on another day to blow dry it, my wash lasts much longer. It looks better. And I can, you know, all the other days are just quicker. But even how you said, like, you put your hair your slick back and you put a cap, like you have oil in there. So you're still like taking care of your hair. And I love that. It's not just like you slick back and you're like out of the door. Like you still put stuff in your hair to take care of it. Yes. I think yeah. I, that's really, really important. Even a simple step as oil, like just do something. So you feel like you've done something for yourself. Cause I mean, my hair, I mean, I don't know about you or any other moms out there, but I lost so much hair after I gave birth and it was like really like affecting me because I feel like my hair was thinning and I didn't know what to do about it. And I can't, even, I'm embarrassed to tell you, so there was, there were days I didn't wash my hair eight days. It, it was bad, but I'm trying to get back into it. So like all these tips you're giving me, like, I'm definitely going to try it out. So I'm, I'm really excited for, for yeah. you know, everything. Your health and growth. Yeah, it's it's so tough to lose hair. I lost a lot of hair postpartum, and it's um, and you can lose. I mean, it's a type of of stress. The biggest cause of hair loss is stress, and telogen effluvium is what happens three to four months after after a big event, like or a traumatic event, or an illness, or giving birth. <laughs> um, so like. I expected it to happen, but I was like, okay, I'm not worried because I know what to do. And like, it, it came back, but it, it's a hard knock to us. Like, like, like added insult on injury with everything else we're trying to recover <laughs> from and handle in life. Um, so yeah, all these things are going to help with scalp health, which helps with hair health. And remembering too, that our hair goes through phases. And it's okay. There's the antigen phase where it's growing. Catagen is there's the transition. Telogen is the resting phase. And then exogen is falling. So hair fallout is normal, um, especially in autumn. We like we lose more hair in the fall, <laughs> like trees and leaves, which is funny. Wow. Um, again, so many things can cause it. Poor diet, medications, um, fevers, stress. I've gone through... <laughs> A, a couple of extra rounds of hair loss from stressful events. So, girl, I'm with you. Like, right? I'm, with you. I'm like, I didn't have another child, but I some really stressful things happened. And Don't worry, life will happen now. <laughs> so there's there's gonna be some hair loss coming, but don't be scared. It'll be okay. Yeah, <laughs> I just it. really important to not lose yourself and like put yourself first as a priority and take care of your hair. And I'm not saying it can be all these steps, but even like you said, something simple as just washing your hair. I mean, we shower, you know, just doing the shampoo and conditioner and yes, it, it just makes you feel good. Just after you get out of the shower, you just feel fresh. 
Yes. And when we take care of ourselves, we can better take care of our family and other people in our lives. A hundred and ten percent. I can't agree with you more. Um, by the way, I dye my hair black. Uh, my natural hair is like light brown. Okay. And I feel like it always fades. And it's like, it, it's like, so how do I prevent my hair from fading? Is it the shampoo? Like what, what is it? It can be the shampoo. It could be the sun. Um, look for a shampoo, which isn't going to strip so much or some, which like help preserve color. Um, whether that's a shampoo or a spray treatment, um, those can be helpful. So due to the fact that I have thick, curly, frizzy hair, mm -hmm. um, and dye my hair, should I alternate different shampoos for that? Do you recommend? I alternate. It goes along with like the same as our skin needs different things in different seasons. Sometimes my hair needs something different. You know, I might use a mask more often in the winter and, you know, make sure I'm using my leave-in conditioner. But as a, in the same way as paying attention to how your skin is doing, pay attention to how your hair is doing, if it's, or if it's more dry and frizzy, or if it's, um, if there's too much protein in the products you're using that can weigh it down. And there's a, a fun test you can do to see if they're, you know, how porous your hair is. What's that? Oh, uh, it's, it's, you just need, you need a, a fresh strand from your brush or, or your head. And, um, you put it in a cup of water and depending on if it sinks or goes midway, or if it's floating, that will tell you how porous it is. Wow. How do you know? all? Oh, you are a skin and hair consultant. Wow. That's what I do. <laughs> that's what you I, do. It's, it's, yeah. It's fun to, to nerd out and get into the science of it, but no, I love it. Good. I'm sure your yeah. daughter, you're going to like teach her all of this. Like yes, she's yeah. gonna be top tier. Like her skin's got, oh, she's got good hair. Wow. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that's good. That's good. So I mean, so listen, someone like me, um, I have a lot of volume, you know, mm -hmm. and my curls. But Great. you know, someone out there who has very thin hair, how can they add volume to their hair? I feel like a lot of women, especially after becoming moms. Mm -hmm. their hair like thins and they're trying to find ways to build volume mm -hmm. so how can one build volume there you can pick a specific volumizing shampoo like there I love a dry texturizing spray because that's like instant volume and it adds some grit and texture if I'm uh, trying to curl my hair <laughs> since my hair is that a hair what's that what was that a hairspray you said yes yeah it's a type of it's like a styling product Okay. Yeah, dry texturizing spray. Is it also organic, not organic, what'd you say, plant-based? Yes. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, all the products that I customize and help people with, they're all naturally based, vegan, anti-aging. And so this anti-aging care for our scalps um, is, is how they're all based, which is, again, so important because our scalps age 12 times faster than the rest of our skin on our bodies. Oh my God. It's so crazy. Of course. Like I just don't. Yeah. So now this spray that you're speaking of, does it also tame frizzy hair? Like, is it something I could use? Mm, I would use something else for taming frizzy hair. I would, you know, use like a leave-in conditioner. I have a glossy shine mist, which I'm still in my first bottle ever because <laughs> it lasts so long. But <laughs> if you're using like a, a, a shine mist, which helps um, with frizz or flyaways. 
spray it in your hands first and rub in your palms and smooth your hair or spray it on your wet brush and brush that through your hair. So for you, I'd probably, with curly hair I'd and, and putting it on dry hair, you could spray it in your palms and like scrunch it in. That would help. Or like a flexible, flexible whole gel or mousse can help curl definition. Okay. I'm definitely going to try that. I, I need something to tame my hair. It's just so frizzy. Even in the winter, mm-hmm. like people say, oh, in the winter, you know, your hair is less frizzy. And like, for me, it, it, it doesn't go away. Oh, sure. Well, it's so dry. So frizz is very yeah. common in winter. So that's when the leave-in conditioner comes in. It helps. Yes. Yeah. The oil, all the things can work together to help. Yeah. So it really should be like skincare, a routine. Yes. Mm -hmm. But the leave-in conditioner, it's not something that I should use every day. Uh, It depends what your hair needs. I, I use it every night in my ends, but that would be something you wouldn't, you probably wouldn't want to go overboard on putting on all of your hair every day. So let me ask you, Tiffany, because you know, you have clients and you are a hair and skin consultant. How do you know, do you like, just by speaking over the phone with the client, you know, what to like, what to um, suggest for them to use, or do you have to meet with them in person? Like, how does that work? If I may ask? Sure. A lot of it is just um, over the phone or email, or I have a a two minute survey they can fill out. I just ask a lot of questions about what their scalp is like, what their hair is like, how they style their hair, if you use a heat protectant. So that way I can customize the shampoo for their scalp. We always focus on scalp health first and then um, and build it from there if they wanna keep it simple or add in other things and set up a, a plan for them because it's it's like a treatment plan that like, it's not an overnight miracle. Like if someone tells you that run away, right? Like over time using great products consistently, you're going to see results. Like going to the gym and drinking water. What were you saying? It's like going to the gym or drinking water. You you need to keep doing them consistently. That's so funny because I was going to give you another analogy. I love analogies and it's the same thing as like, listen, if you have cavities, right? It didn't happen overnight. You have to brush your teeth every single day and take right. care of health. And it's not like you just wake up one day and have a cavity. It's you gotta. Yeah. So it's same right. thing. You got to go to the dentist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's right. Uh, why is life so complicated? <laughs> well, I, my job is to help make it simple for people so they don't have to think about it. You know, I say, here's, your customized bundle and you know we have you know flexible options for what people want and need so you're like the fairy godmother for hair and skin yes i love that <laughs> literally because uh, listen it is mind-boggling to me how many different products there are and I, like sometimes i walk into the store I'm like what do i get this is for frizz but this is for curls like so it's nice to have someone to be like listen this is what you need yeah this is the plan and you'll see a difference yeah yeah, it's and, astonishing how much is out there. <laughs> yeah, it's just big industry. It someone to tell you what to get, and it's just—I'm sure that it just takes a lot of time. You do yeah. research. You have some like someone like you who knows so much can just say, "Hey, this is this is what you need." That's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I love doing that for my clients because they don't—they don't have to worry about it. I can give them the info they need, and I'm here to make sure they get the best results and the most out of their products. Like if I buy something at Target, like there's no one to go to. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know about this. It's not working. There's no one to go to. 
<laughs> yeah. No, definitely. So I, I didn't even know, to be honest with you, I'm embarrassed to admit, but I didn't even know there was such thing as a hair and skin consultant until you told me and I did more research about it. And I thought it was, it was really cool. Yeah. Here I am. Yeah. I, there I, you are. And I didn't expect to be doing this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like you here said, you're classical, you know, you've seen classical yeah. music, but I think that's awesome that you got into it. And I think it's so important to, to take care of yourself and put yourself first as a priority. Cause as you said, you're able to take care of your family as well. Um, another thing I feel like a lot of women suffer with is, you know, especially with the thin hair, like they don't know how to grow their hair, like their mm -hmm. hair is thin and then it stops growing. Like yeah. is that a product they could get to help with that? I, I would go back to focusing on scalp health, you know, let's help with like an oil, help balance the pH of the scalp, whether it's oily or dry or normal exfoliating once or twice a week to help clear up, um, you know, anything clogging the follicles, help them be healthy so that, um, you know, dormant hair, which is just in the way can get out and make way for new and healthy growth. Okay. That's really great advice. So before I let you go, cause we we're going to have to leave soon. I want to mm -hmm. leave you, I want to give you one last question and mm -hmm. that you could give all the moms out there any piece of advice when it comes to taking care of themselves, what would it be? Do it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I love it. Like, like just it's it's important for your heart. It's important for your kids to see you taking care of yourself so you can take care of others. And they're they're watching. They're always watching you. They really are. Mm -hmm. It's so crazy. Like you think they're not looking or paying attention, but they see everything, whether you're on your phone, whether you're putting mm -hmm. makeup on, they, they watch. Yeah. Yeah. And they want to emulate us. You know, it's my daughter starting to like, you know, pretending to do her makeup. Oh, it's very cute. And then I'm like, well, I don't want her to think that like, I don't ever want to go out without makeup. Like we like, let's be comfortable in our own skin. Right. Um, so balancing that with, you know, like taking care of ourselves, you know, setting a good example is important. And it, I, I just always do better when I've washed my face, when I like, if I take some time to yoga, like it sets up the rest of my day for success, even though I think like, oh, let, like I'll just skip it and save 15 minutes. Like you don't have to put a ton of time into it. You can keep it really simple, whether it's your skincare or hair care or like a morning meditation or stretch or thinking about, you know, your goals or what you want to accomplish. It's worth the time to take, to slow down and just take a couple minutes to it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and I'll never forget that advice. Just do it. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> I love it. I love it, Tiffany. Well, mm -hmm. I want to thank you again for coming on and having this conversation with us and giving us so many tips and giving us your time. Of course. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having such a great podcast here. Awesome. Yeah, of course. <laughs> All right, Tiffany. Thank you so much again. Thank you. To everyone else, thanks for listening. And I look forward to speaking to you guys next week. Toodaloo.